Good afternoon. You're here with Maria, and this is Hot Stuff, the Naked Energy Podcast. Welcome to episode number three. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, all the way from Berlin, and it is Marisol Oropesa. Marisol is a longtime advocate for solar heat and decarbonization of heat, as well as one of the leaders of Heat Changers community, one of the biggest like-minded communities in sustainable industry. Hi, Marcel. It's a pleasure to have you here on the podcast uh, with us. How are you today? I'm very fine. Thank you. Uh, you're all the way in sunny or not so sunny Germany. How is the weather today? Well, it's uh, kind of gray, but um, not so cold as in the previous week. So I'm happy for that. Yeah. Spring is same coming. Here. Same here. Well, um, in this podcast, I'm very interested to learn more about you and what you do in the heat changers community worldwide and in regions that you operate mostly. So first of all, could you briefly introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us about your pathway to solar heat? Thank you. So I am Marisol Lopesa. I was born in Mexico, but I've been living in Germany since 2004. So it's almost 19 years living on this side of the ocean. I studied uh, business administration and the last, uh, let's say, almost, yeah, 14 years, maybe I've been working in the solar thermal industry. That's that's a long time. Uh, I know you have an extensive career path ranging from brand management to being a project manager in an NGO. How did you decide to get into solar thermal industry? What motivated you and where did you see the opportunity 14 years ago? Yeah, well, in Mexico, I worked in the public sector um, and learned about policy making in the labor market. In Germany, my first job was at the Environmental Institute of uh, Technology Transfer Center, mm-hmm. a non-for-profit organization. At that time, our job was to coordinate multiple EU-funded R&D projects related to energy, water, and landscape management. So that was my first contact with environmental issues. Mm-hmm. And the last project proposal that I wrote at that time was about solar cooling. I didn't know much about it, but I was very interested. But three years later, like I wanted to do something different. My background is, is management, so I decided to move to the private sector because I thought making profit is also a good thing if the products and services of a company have a positive impact on the environment. So in the end, I got a job at a solar thermal collector manufacturer in Germany, and that was a, a great experience. So that was the first one after coming coming in the industry from the academic perspective, uh, that was the first uh, commercial perspective onto the sustainability. Is that? Exactly. Exactly. And that was, um, in fact, that was a career change that I wanted to do because for me, it was very important to to have a greater impact, right? On, on decision-making, on, on products, on going through more economic perspective. So, um, yeah, I was working there for, for eight years. 
And then I decided to go my own way to, to become uh, independent because I saw there are many opportunities in the solar thermal industry Absolutely. and I wanted to do more, actually, more than doing a, a whole contribution for a company to do it for more, for wider aspects, to a wider audience. No, it's um, it's great to say that, uh, and it's uh, very important to say that people from all industries, such as marketing or management, in uh, engineering or commercial, they can join sustainability and they can drive change. It, it doesn't have to be only engineering-based or tech-based uh, uh, backgrounds to be able to change the world for the better, to drive uh, change in the in the industry, in the society. So it's great that you've I've seen that opportunity and you joined that. Um, so you are one of the leaders of Heat Changers community. When you joined and after you became part of that community, what did you find the most challenging in promoting decarbonization of heat uh, 10 years ago, five years ago, and now? So what was the most <laughs> the biggest challenge for you? Yeah, well, in, in fact, I, I started the movement. I started the Heat Changers community together with one of my colleagues from the solar thermal sector, Stefan Abrecht. So we initiated this project. We are the, the founders mm -hmm. of the Heat Changers community and many of our colleagues our friends in the solar thermal industry joined immediately it was amazing to have their response because it was i think um a community that it is a community that integrated so inclusive that you can just join and at an individual basis you can join as a company you can join as a, an organization so it has different options and it gives us like a common a common umbrella Vision. for all of us working in this in this um, industry, and we all know that um, it needs a lot of um, visibility. And this is what we wanted from the very beginning to give visibility not only to the technology, but also to the people behind the technology, to every single person which is working in this industry with so much passion. And um, that was uh, the first challenge to initiate this project. Because when I when I was working in the corporate world, it was uh, for me like a very like a very big question: why why is it so difficult to convince people to use these these technologies? Why not everyone is just uh, looking for it because it's like using um, helping to meet a, a very important need worldwide? So that was like the first challenge that we identify. We need. Um, a stronger voice and we need more unity in this sector and we need to act together if we join forces and if we show what we are doing in this industry maybe it's then easier for everyone to do their own business right within the industry yeah Absolutely. Uh, we need more visibility uh, in the world of sustainability. And uh, uh, currently there are in incentives to uh, light up heating and cooling options for solar. So that's great. But we still need a lot of sort leadership in the sector. And I'm so glad that you're one of the pioneers of that movement. And um, uh, I'm very, very uh, happy to also shine a light on your own podcast, uh, Heat Changers podcast, that brings up uh, a lot of issues in the industry and uh, educates people on solar heat. And uh, I just want to congratulate you on partnering with Solar Heating and Cooling Program. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. We look 
we're looking for partnerships because I mean I, I believe uh, strongly strongly believe in the networking effect and in the synergies that we all can create, especially because people working in this sector are so passionate and so authentic, yep. and we all want to do something good, you know. So um, in the end, it doesn't matter if it's from the academia, from the research institute, for R&D, from the uh, company's perspective, like we all want to contribute to a better world and especially to uh, a better um, heating sector, right? Which is, I believe, it's a very personal aspect. And that's actually one of the challenges that I have identified. I I don't know if you agree with this, but um, heat is indispensable for humanity. You know, we have to keep Absolutely. ourselves warm. Absolutely. We need certain temperature to live. But it's somehow so important that the how, how do we heat is secondary. Like we have to keep ourselves warm, whatever it takes. And uh, now with uh, global warming, we are seeing how important it is to heat in a way which is not harming ourselves, that is not having a negative impact in our health. And actually, health is a very important part of our contribution as heat changers. Like we are not polluting the world. We don't want to pollute it anymore. We don't want to cause any harm to ourselves and to others. To the environment. And this is a very yeah. important aspect. I believe it's like the underlying aspect of um, the communication uh, line that we follow in the heat changers. Absolutely. In Naked Energy, we call heat um, as elephant in the room, uh, where uh, we... Well, the community and the society still struggles to see that elephant in the room where uh, carbon from heating emissions is enormous and takes up uh, just a, the biggest uh, proportion of the global carbon emissions. So um, I completely on I am completely on the same page uh, as you are. And I would love uh, for the community to see the benefits of uh, mm, integrating solar heat in their operations and he- heating strategies. Um, well, uh, I know that all of your podcast episodes are like your babies and you're very, very um, uh, protective over them, maybe. But if you were to pick three out of uh, the whole uh, wide range of your episodes in Heat Changers podcast, what would they be? What would um, a listener definitely need to go and listen to? Well, um, we have series in Spanish and in English. So... Um I would definitely recommend episode number one from the Spanish series because mm-hmm. um, it explains a lot of what we want to do with that podcast. Um, we present ourselves and it was our first episode. So we did it with a lot of curiosity, with a lot of uh, yeah openness, you know, because there are not many other options yeah. to, to learn about this. Especially uh, for the general audience, like we are not talking to the specialists. They are all convinced of the solutions, right? We are talking to all the people who still are not aware of these options. So that was um, with a lot of emotion. So I believe that uh, people that would listen to this first episode, they would really like to know more, especially because it's also kind of uh, fun to listen to it. And for the English speakers, of course, or for the non-Spanish speakers, 
of course, I would suggest also the first and the second episode, where we also have the participation of other women in this uh, in this world, which is also good to put the voice of uh, women uh, from our industry and also a consumer's voice, which is also depicted in the second episode of the series in English. So I hope you enjoy it and you like it. And Thank of course, you. most importantly, you uh, share it. Yeah, we will we will link uh, Heat Changers uh, uh, podcast link on multiple platforms in our uh, episode with Marcel. So uh, look out for that. Uh, the next thank you. Next few minutes, I would love to spend discussing any stigmatization that happens in uh, uh, the region where you lived before 2004, uh, which is Mexico, and. Uh, what are your ideas on solar heat in that region or actually, in fact, solar cooling? Yeah, well, um, solar thermal, I would say for Latin American countries, is one of the best options for many people, for a large parts of the society and of the population. It's the best solution uh, for low-income populations, for instance, especially those living in remote areas because either they cannot afford gas or they do not have access to it. So it enables them to have a better quality of life, to have access to hot water. You know, we don't mm-hmm. have the heating infrastructure as we do need in, in Northern Europe. And in Latin America, it's very much all um, for hot water or for process heating. And solar cooling is also very important in larger periods of the year. So more technologies are being widespread in certain uh, areas. However, now also at the larger scale, um, the commercial and the services sector are finding in solar thermal also a way to be more competitive and to reduce costs. So they really see it from the economical perspective. So how can they um, lower the energy bill? And there are not many options uh, in, 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 in these countries. Either you use gas, LPG or natural gas. And with the solar radiation that we have in most countries in Latin America, it's so um, easy to convince people from a very good payback time and ROI and all these things Mm -hmm. that it's just uh, the option. Like there is no other way to, it's not that difficult to sell it. Of course, companies have different decision-making processes, but um, in the end, it's a very good um, and reliable and affordable option for, for many sectors, not only the industrial manufacturing sector but also for for for, for roma population for residential uh, is my understanding correct that most of latin america heating system is decentralized and that's why uh, heating options such as solar heat are vital for providing uh, heating and cooling in that uh, region that's correct we do not have um, district heating networks for mm-hmm. instance so um you have to you have your own energy supply on site. Yeah. So that's why I, I understand. And is government of uh, Mexico or Latin American countries uh, looking to, well, uh, implement those technologies on wider scale, knowing the problems with uh, uh, lack of district heating? Yeah, well, for the residential market, there are many countries where... Um, Social housing programs are including also the use of uh, renewable energy sources, especially from from solar, from solar water heaters. Mm-hmm. 
And they are widespread in Brazil. Um, there was this program which um, really helped a lot to um, to have a wider implementation of solar water heaters. And in Mexico, it's uh, the same case. Now, uh, incentives are not like the same for larger applications, so for uh, the industry or for the commercial sector. However, these companies are driven by uh, other factors, right? Now we have, for instance, in Mexico, the fact that companies are part of a supply chain and they have to become uh, greener. They have to lower their emissions. They have to lower the footprint of their products. So they are looking for options to do that. So even though the country is more like an oil-based country because um, exactly. it's an oil-producing um, mm-hmm. country, um, companies are just trying to get their energy sources from renewable sources independently, like Absolutely. not waiting for governments to do um, the, the part of the support. And uh, considering that the technologies are um, have very good payback, well, they actually uh, engage in this uh, investment. And hopefully whenever the government is also supporting that in this industrial sector, well, the uptake is going to be even Bigger. Even bigger. No, I I agree. I think one of the biggest um, advantages of current uh, focus on ESG within corporate world is that companies move to sustainable technologies for their commercial spaces and their manufacturing uh, areas. So uh, that's one of the big, big uh, pluses that ESG brought to the space uh, recently. So uh yeah that's 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 amazing and um uh moving a bit uh central to central europe and where you are currently based um, uh in end of march uh, it's uh, great to see that berlin energy transition dialogue is going ahead uh in full swing and and it's being live for ninth time in a row and uh, there are some sessions that are including di- discussions on solar heat and uh, and solar cooling so uh, would you introduce us to a bit more background of uh, application of solar heat in Germanic region? And uh, is there uh, any challenges to introducing solar heat to that market that you found? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy to know that you will be there. Uh, hopefully we will meet um, at, the, yeah. at the event. Yes. It will be great. No, no, and of no, course, no. it's always a very good um, um, forum to show and to present the benefits of this technology. And I would say the the need and the obvious need to have uh, the most suitable energy supply, right, from heat, as we uh, mm-hmm. discussed about um, the fact that it's sometimes hidden from the public discussion. So in, in, in the, in, well, in Germany, which is a market that I know better, the thing is that here there are many options, you know, the, the heating, the heating, Demand is is higher than in Latin America, for instance, right? Because we need heating oh, here for several is- months over the year, and um, here you have competing technologies, which which is actually something which we have to change. We are not competing with other uh, heating, rene- yeah, renewable heating technologies, but rather we are we are a, sort of a team. Right, so the, the the ideal scenario would be that people would understand that combination is always better. The combination of any other renewable energy technology source uh, is better whenever it's combined with solar thermal, 
right? Because the first thing that we can't use is the sunlight and to use it as long as the sun shines in different parts of the year and combining it with others makes your system much more efficient, right? So So this is the thing that we have to, 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 like, uh, strength in communication. To say, always combining with solar, you are getting the most out of it, the most out of the of free available energy sources that are not contaminating the environment. And then the investment is worth, right? So um, there, the installers play a crucial role. In, in Germany, actually, many households, they get confused by all the different options in terms of technologies, in, in terms of incentives, in terms of regulations, so that they do really rely on an installer. So uh, if mm, I were so, mm, someone with a decision to change something, I would give more incentives to the installers so that they focus Recommend, on this yeah. um, com- combination exactly that makes more sense, right? In terms of, um, yeah, budget, but also in terms of uh, CO2 reduction. That's that's very interesting. So the market is mostly driven by installers that are available in the region. I think uh, we are moving towards that mentality here in the UK as well, where um, people are looking for installers in the first instance and they install and then installers recommend systems like ours or systems of uh, similar uh, solar production uh, capabilities. So that's that's very interesting. And uh, do you think that Germany is equipped well with installers or that's still a market to fill in? Well, um, I would say there are more installers needed. Um, people are really becoming more aware of these options that they have. I mean, the, the consumers, of course, and uh, companies that they do need to change their uh, energy sources to a more sustainable one. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, uh, well, Manufacturers are ready. Manufacturers have the the ability to supply the market. However, you still need the the installers to to do the job, right? So I think there are uh, many options for people to join the sector and to really be part of this uh, energy vendor, to be part of this Wärme vendor, which is the heating transition from fossil to renewables. And um, yeah, there is a lot to do in that part. Uh, absolutely the same in uh, in in England and the UK. Uh, we are looking for more and more qualified installers in the region who are able to understand the system, implement the system, and then maintain the system. So uh, I think that's our common problem. So uh, that's hopefully going to improve in the coming years. Uh, Thank you for your views on these two regions in the world. Uh, that was very interesting to to learn your perspective on the two markets, completely different and with completely different needs. But uh, I think both understanding the need to decarbonize heat. So that's a good thing. Uh, finally, I just want to ask um, if one of our listeners who could be a actually a heat decarbonization professional or looking to uh, join that industry, how would he or she join the heat changers community? What are the steps? Well, the steps are to first uh, register. We have a website and there you can find the participation form so that we know who you are 
What do you do? What is your motivation? And why do you think solar thermal is a good thing? What do you want to be part of it? Why are you part of it? And in this um, registration form, you can even upload a picture of you so that we know you better. And then we make you visible. We show your statement and your picture uh, to the world, to our community, to our social media channels. And then you can engage in different ways. Of course, we uh, generate a lot of content in different languages. We are present in several events. We do a lot of um, digital activities as well. And we have our podcast. So uh, once you are, when, once, once you we know you are there mm-hmm. and you know, and we know what is your, your role, we can help you to, um, to, uh, to show it to a wider community. So go to our website visit our social media networks and um, we'll be very happy to to have you as part of the community. Well, that's a, a clear directive. Thank you so much, Marisol. And thank you for this dialogue on uh, on solar heat and um, heat in America and Germany. Uh, I would love to thank you for your time today. And uh, yeah, uh, talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And if I may, a very last remark, I would just like to tell everyone that we need to use our power. We are all either decision makers or influencers, and we have the power to change things. So perhaps that's the the most important part of the heat changers. So we want to empower people to make a difference. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And uh, we are like-minded individuals here at Naked Edge, so we're so fully supporting your uh, motivational phrase, uh, Marisol. So thank you. Yep. Thank you. And congratulations also for this podcast. I'm really looking forward to all the series. And hopefully there are many more so that we make solar thermal more visible. I hope so too. I hope so. 